0: Praise God, praise God. So good to be in the house of the Lord with you this evening. Amen. Thank you for your prayer, for waiting on the Lord. I would like us to agree together in prayer. I know we're already doing that. But I want to bring to you a very specific situation. And I'd like us to wait on the Holy Ghost and touch God. Um, and I have asked to be able to share this and was told, please, please share. Um, uh, many of you know that, um, Brother Rigo's father, um, has been battling in health up and down, uh, cancer and tumors and, um. They didn't think they were going to, they were getting ready to send him to hospice a week ago, and prayers been made, and that changed, and he went home, and they told him he'd probably never walk again, and he, Rigo, went to help him get up, and he said, no, just stand there. I can do this, and he got up and took steps himself, and um, and then uh, yesterday, just after noon, um, he took a turn in his respiratory system, and so he was taken to the ICU. Um, I got word shortly after noon, his lungs were failing. And uh, it was, uh, and I communicated, I'll pray right now. We began praying, and, and then about two minutes later, after that, I got another message that said his heart has stopped. And I waited for a moment and I just responded, I'm still praying, and we agreed to do so, and, uh, it was what seemed like an eternity to me, um, but it was about, uh, 24 minutes later, I got a message back, he has a heartbeat, and, uh, so we thank God for that, um, And last night, I reached back out. He still had a heartbeat. (laughs) Um, They do have him on a ventilator, and they were waiting on the doctors for a game plan. All of his vitals had started going back up the right direction. Uh, And uh, the Escaleras, Brother Ego and Sister Denise, had spent the day at the hospital uh, from shortly after noon until a little after 7 last night. Um, this afternoon, we got a little more insight, uh, the cancer has spread to the frontal lobe. It's been in his brain, uh, in the jaw area and some other places. Uh, the doctors want to slowly wean him off the ventilator by Friday, tomorrow, and don't want to put him back on, want to see what, um, but, uh. The Escaleras. They do believe they got a word from the Lord last night, and they're holding on to that. And uh, so, you know, it can be difficult to look at a situation and see it in the natural, and then have faith for the spiritual. Um, they are at the hospital right now tonight, and so we want to we want to make sure we're lifting them up in prayer. I know it's a little longer, but I wanted us to sort of have a picture. Now. I want to say this before we pray. Uh, You've heard this before. We don't beg God, right? We're not begging God to do something. Um, We are waiting on the Holy Ghost. We'll pray in the Spirit. I believe with every element of my being that is capable of believing that my God can step in can restore lungs, can remove cancer. Amen? Nothing is too hard for God. And until the Lord releases me, I am praying and believing for Him to be miraculously healed. I believe that family... The impact it's already having on that family from them watching Rigo and Denise and hearing that people are praying and then seeing a situation turn and then the, the family's already the family has communicated to Rigo keep praying it's working and his mom is beginning to ask questions about the word of God they're, they're devout Catholic um, by by expression and so. Uh, I feel the far-reaching effects of this, and so I would like us to agree together. Amen? And so, could we just do that right now? Amen. I want the will of God in this matter. Lord Jesus, we come to you in faith We come to you in faith. We come on behalf of our brother and our sister. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray,
1: Lord, your spirit and your word reaching into that hospital room. Lord Jesus, you are well able. You are well able to pray the cancer be cursed at the very root. I pray his brain be restored, his jaw be restored, his lungs be restored. I pray the miraculous work of the name and the blood and the stripes of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I the In your word and heal In Jesus. In name Jesus. In name Jesus. In Jesus. name in Jesus. the name in Jesus. the name of Jesus. Name. A Family, a testimony to the family the living witness of God e kai le beto mo satha i moboto ri aya mande yetu ie peso i li ene yetu ya baseto jesus in your name i pray to the glory of God to the glory of God to the glory of God a witness to all that are aware a witness to all who see in the name of Jesus for your glory Lord for your glory Lord for your glory Lord Jesus As I read in your word of other circumstances, I pray even so here that the sickness not meet to the death, but that you would be glorified in the name of Jesus, I pray, send strength tonight, peace and assurance to my brother and sister Lord pray in faith, faith in, you, faith, in you, faith in you, Father. Faith in you, Father. Faith in you, Father. In the name of Jesus, our faith is in you. Our faith is in you, Jesus. Our faith is in you, Jesus. Our faith is in you. Our faith is in you. It is in you, Father.
0: name. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. For the Lord to do a miracle, somebody has to need one. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. You can be seated. And we serve a wonderful God. Amen. Um, I want to take a minute tonight. I didn't warn anybody, so don't get nervous. Um, I I have the privilege of of receiving reports along the journey, and I, I try to share them along the way, but I don't always get to, or I forget to. Old age, somebody told me. Um, but. Uh, I'd like, Sister Yesenia, would you mind coming? She's like, oh, no. You look amazing. Doesn't she look amazing, Brother Abel? Yes, Brother Abel said. Big grin, he says, yes. Yeah. Amen. So I'd like you to just share Sunday night. Amen? Okay.
2: Uh, I'm fine here. Yeah. No, I'm okay. good. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, Sunday I have a Bible study right after uh, church with Sabrina. And um (coughs) (laughs) and my sister just recently joined our Bible studies as well, which is amazing because we've, the other day me and Minya were talking about how we have waited, prayed 10 years to see our sisters, you know, to come. And, know, the Lord is so awesome. Um, <clears throat> and um, so, uh, you know, that Sunday, we, you know, we saw Sabrina, and, you know, the Lord filled her. Um <clears throat> and then um, a Bible study session, we had talked about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost um, during our Bible study. And, um, yeah, towards the end of our session, you know, the Holy Ghost manifested himself in just, you know, in our living room. And my sister just began to weep and weep before the Lord, and she lifted her hands up, and, you know, just, she, just the Lord was all over her, you know, the Holy Ghost, and um, he was just doing amazing things, um, in her. and he's seeing, he's doing amazing things in her life now, it's like, the next day, she told me, because she has, like, a lot of stress, and at work, and she's just, like, really, really stressed, so, you know, I remember what Brother Hart had said, you know, freely, we receive, you know, freely, we should give, and I had lots of peace and joy to to share, and so I said, and so um, you know, I went home, and you know, we'd, and you know, me and Sabrina laid hands on her, and you know, I said, you know, sister, and we just started praying, um, and then um, I started praying in the spirit, and she just like, she was just crying, you know, she was try- she was holding in her mouth, um, she was trying to hold it in because um, I live in an apartment, so she didn't want to be too loud. But I was like, no, you just release, just. <laughs> Do what you have to do. I don't care about the neighbors. If they come, let them come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yes, and just changing her life. I mean, she told me that the next morning she went to work. She woke up to like text messages already from her work with problems. But she's like, you know what? I have peace right now, and she still has peace today. And she's it's so awesome. And um, she yeah, she even told me that she's cha- she's changing and um, her husband, she's been sharing her experience with her husband. I was at her house yesterday sharing, um, you know, talking about our encounter again. Her husband was just kind of sitting there listening, interesting, very interested in what was going on. And, um, he was really excited to show me his Bible. I'm like, Oh, yay. (laughs) Things are happening. So I'm just so excited. I am so excited for what God is doing. It's just really awesome. (laughs)
0: Praise God. Isn't that beautiful? said, so the Holy Ghost came into our living room. Amen. He still falls in houses. He still comes in homes. And that's, so I remember years ago, Aurora coming to when we used to call them life groups. So uh, she'd come to the Sanchez house there. And, and I'm sure most of you caught it. She said, me and Armenia have been praying for our sisters for 10 years, almost 10 years. Prayer works. Prayer works. It won't be long. The Lord's going to fill Aurora with the Holy Ghost. She's going to have to open her mouth and let it out. Amen. And so, praise God. What a beautiful, I I was so excited when I got that. Sister Menia tonight, she said, hey, did you hear about, I was like, oh, yeah, I heard Sunday night. (laughs) So, I love that. Amen. Isn't it beautiful what God is doing? amen praise god um brother ethan had a bible study for the first time last night not the first time he's had a bible study but this was the you know what i mean and so uh i'd like him to just come take me i didn't
3: warn any of these people by the way praise the lord um Louis and Julie were trying to get a, a sneak peek of this before, and my dad said, no, wait, don't don't tell him yet. So um, <laughs> as many of you know, I've I've been doing a a young men's Bible study for probably two years now from when we first started it. And it had been on and off with COVID, just but we consistently had done it for two years. And um but lately I've just been waiting on it because I I've wanted to be involved in teaching a Bible study and I've wanted to be doing something in in that that aspect and um finally I I talked to my dad about it and was like you know I I think I want to stop doing this and and give my attention somewhere else while I'm feeling led um and so most of you probably know Fabian um Fabian Gaddis. he he had been coming a little bit last summer when we were doing outdoor services and um I've tried to stay in touch with him a little bit and and so I reached out to him and I said hey I, I want to be able to do a Bible study with you. And every, every time I reach out to him, it just, it amazes me at how, how hungry he is and how open he is. Um, even if it's been a month since I've reached out to him or heard from him, or it's just every time he just, he's so humble and he's just hungry and it's beautiful to me. And, and so I I asked him and right away, he's like, yep, yeah, let's do it. And we got it scheduled for, for last night. And, um, 10 minutes after we scheduled it, he's like, Hey, a friend of mine's going to join. I'm like, okay, awesome. That's great. Let's, let's do it. And, and immediately that was a confirmation to me just because when I first started the young men's Bible study, it was, it was a way to be able to bring people that maybe won't come to church other young guys that won't come to a church that will come in a, in a group of young men together. And so as soon as he said that to me, I was like, this, this is what I, I've been wanting to see happen. Um, and and so then, yesterday comes and and he messages me um, that morning. He's like, "Hey, my my whole family is going to join tonight as well." And so I'm like, "Oh, well, <laughs> wasn't expecting everybody, but that's great." He's like, "Well, we can just do the three of us if you want." And I was like, "No, that's that's fine. That's that's awesome." Um, and then a few minutes later, hey, another friend of mine is going to join. And so it was it was just amazing to me showing when somebody's hungry they're going to share it with everybody else what they've received they're going to share with everyone else um it ended up just being uh five of us four of us no five of us he had uh, both of his friends were there and, and his sister was there and we did it we just did it over zoom um which is terrible because zoom only gives you 40 minutes and so um i i taught the bible study just on on being children of god and it was it was a good bible study and at the end, Fabian said that one of his friends, Sophia, that he was like, yeah, she wanted to get baptized. It's like, oh, okay. And she started to tell me about it a little bit. And, and so I, I just talked a little bit about baptism. And then, um, his other friend asked a question and he said, is there somewhere in the Bible where it says it's necessary to be baptized? He's like, all my life I've been told you don't have to be baptized and it's, it's not a requirement. and, and, Part of me pause for a second because I'm like, okay, is, is this gonna turn into a debate of back and forth, like, man, this is gonna be, no, you have to. Well it says this. Well, and he's like, you know, Jesus would always say, believe, 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 and and all these things. And and I was like, man, we only have forty minutes. Like we've got less than a minute left. I don't got time to do this. And so I was like, you know what? Hey, let's, let's end this call. This is a great question. He's like, I apologize. I didn't mean to drag it on. I'm like, no, it's, it's fine. Let's, let's end this call, Fabian. Let's just hop right back on the same call as soon as this one ends, and we'll do it. And so Bible study one was finished, and Bible study two was about to start. And, um, and so his other friend joined as well, and she was somewhere else. And so she took the time to join again for the second one. And, um, and so it, it brought me back to a Thursday night. I think, I don't remember if it was you or Bishop. I think it was you who taught and just gave us scriptures uh, on baptism and said, this is what I walk through. And so in that time where I was trying to get on another, the other call, I was like, okay, I can find the scripture real quick and get it ready. And so he, we hopped on and, and the guy started back saying how, you know, his dad had told him the words of Jesus is what he took is more important because it was directly from the mouth of Jesus. And, um, it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's all right. And, um, and he's he's so I I went to First Corinthians, just read the gospel first, the death, burial, and resurrection, and and then had the little note there that led me to Matthew twenty eight nineteen, and Matthew twenty eight nineteen, the words of Christ are in red, and so I was like, all right, your Bible's in red too, right? He's like, yeah, it is. It means Jesus is saying it. I'm like, perfect, we're on the same page. And so I, I read that verse, and it's Jesus telling the disciples before he ascends, go and preach the gospel. And baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and and we had already touched on the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost being Jesus. Uh, and I shared that, and with, as soon as I shared it, he's like, "That's what I needed." He's like, "That's that's clear enough to me." He's like, "No, you're right. It says it in red. That's that's Jesus speaking." And so I, I was going to stop there, and and I asked, I said, "Well, do you guys just want to keep talking about baptism since we're here?" And and he was like, "Well, that's all I needed. That confirmed it for me." But then Sophia, she said. I mean, I don't have anything else going on. Why don't we do it? And so it's like, well, let's go. And so I went from Matthew to Mark and read in Mark 16 and then went to Luke and all three of those accounts of Jesus speaking the word, saying to go be baptized and um, just confirmation again and and no resistance of of them receiving it. And it was just beautiful to me because like I said, every single part of it was confirmation of things that I've been wanting to see happen and and it's not something I, I created. I was simply just reading scripture and just answering the questions that, that I knew from the word of God. Um, and at the end, this this young man, his name was Jackson, he apologized again. He's like, sorry, I didn't mean to drag this on longer now that we had gone for another 40 minutes. He's um, like, I didn't mean to drag this on longer. And. It's like, no, thank you. This is something that that I need to know. I need to be able to answer these questions and show scripture for this. And so thank you for asking that. This this was a challenge for me as well, but also something that encouraged me. So um, at the end of that, I, I text Fabian and was just like, hey, thanks for being willing to do that second call. And he's like, yeah, my my friend, he said that you made it super clear, and he knows exactly what he needs to do now. Um, and so then Fabian said, same time next week. And I said, absolutely, we'll do it. So um, I believe Sophia and Jax will be back, but I believe many more will begin as well. And just thankful for for the confirmation of the Lord. So, Amen.
0: Yeah. Hey I wasn't there, but I think this group of this group of young people are probably between the ages of eighteen and twenty two, somewhere in that window. Is that a safe assessment? I'm sure you caught it. They had two 40-minute Bible studies back-to-back. Do the math. It's an hour and 20 minutes. They were willing to sit and converse about the Word of God. People are hungry. Hungry. To the hungry, every bitter thing is sweet. To the hungry. And uh, I'd like us to pray again. I'd like us praying for Aurora. What's her husband's name you so see, Adrian. Aurora and Adrian. I want us to pray for Sabrina and Alejandro. Did I get that right? Okay. And I want us to pray for... Jackson and Sophia and Fabian. Could we do that right now? In the name of Jesus, you said your word would not return void, but it would accomplish that which you send it to do. I pray, Father, that your word that has been planted, not only in these instances Sunday night and last night, but God, by others through the lives of these individuals into the lives of these individuals i pray your word be quickened i rebuke the devourer that would try to steal the seed i pray the rain of the spirit of god let it fall upon the soil let the seed take root let your will be wrought in these lives i
1: pray for the glory of god that you would be glorified father
0: In the name of Jesus Christ, let your word continue to work in the heart of Sophia and Jackson and Fabian. Let your
1: word continue to work in Sabrina and Alejandro and Aurora and Adrian. Use Yesenia, use Ethan, use whosoever you
0: will, Father, to continue the work that you desire. Let us work with you, I pray, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, one plants, one waters. You, Lord Jesus, give increase. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I got a message from... Sister Sandra, she's teaching, uh, her and Gabriel are teaching Yesenia, not this Yesenia. <laughs> and uh, it just said, tonight we taught on the blood from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. And I thought, man, I can get into that Bible study. <laughs> Amen. And thanks be to God who is at work. He's at work. And I know throughout this room, so many of you are are giving of yourselves, yielding to the Lord, teaching, 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 sharing, ministering. This is the work of the church. This is the work of the church. We are the church, and you're doing, we are doing together the work of the church. Thank you. Thank you. It's time. It's time. It was a few weeks ago. Bishop was here, and he just made mention. Some of you may remember. It might have been a few months ago. I lose track of time. But he referenced we must be about our father's business. Right? Jesus at 12 was in the temple confounding the doctors with his wisdom and his knowledge. When his parents came back after three days and said, hey, he said, what didn't you know? I must be about my father's business. It's critical in this hour, so thank you for doing so. I, I want to say this: um, it, it's important for those of you that were there Friday night um, in Union Gap. We we talked about knowing those briefly about knowing those that labor among you, and. That was not a pre-planned thing. It was a moment of inspiration. Um, but I was standing there with a the microphone. I didn't want like, I don't do all this. This ain't a one-man show. This is workers together. We're many laborers in the field. And um, we are living in the time with all of the involvement that that is taking place. We must hear me, we must expect with the ministry of the Word a work of the Spirit. All right? We must expect with the ministry of the Word a work of the Spirit. And so we cover these things in prayer. We cover these things in prayer It's vital that we do so because we need to pray that there be understanding. We need to pray that there be revelation. Amen. And when there's a hungry heart, the Lord can reveal in a moment. You can spend a lifetime trying to convince somebody that just wants to debate. But you get someone that's hungry in a moment. They'll be like, I've heard all I need to hear. One verse, Jesus said it, okay. That's a hungry heart. That's a hungry heart. And so we should expect now. I understand. We also said tonight we've been praying for people for 10 years. and So the Lord brings people to a place of hunger. But in this hour, things are speeding up. All right. And so it's, it's vital that we recognize and understand that. And so that when you are ministering, that you pray and believe for a spirit of revelation and understanding. We're not just teaching and ministering to say we did it. God forbid that we ever do that, right? God forbid. We are seeking to be yielded to the Holy Ghost, instruments of God. Teaching others. That's what the Scripture told us to do, right? Matthew 28, go ye and teach. Mark 16, go and teach. Go and teach. All right, but we do that under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and the instruction of the Word. And so, as a result, we must spend time in prayer. We must spend time in the Word. Amen? And we do so, and then we we teach? We teach what we have learned. We teach what we have heard. Right? Somebody says, Man, I can't teach. I don't. Sure, you can. Sure, you can. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was now. Um, oh, it was Brother Rigo. Not here tonight. It was Brother Rigo who is, was working with a guy on the phone in Oregon that he always bought parts from for his job. And he's like, man, it's like we always end up talking about the word or, or talking about the Lord, and then we talk about the word. And and uh, he's like, man, sometimes I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I feel like I don't know how to. I'm like, so what are you telling this guy that you guys are talking? He said, man, when we talk, because we talk every week, he said, whatever we taught on Sunday, I just tell him that. <laughs> um, now, I know Brother Rigo's in the word. He's digging in the word. He's reading the word. He's in it. And you understand, you can teach what you know. The Word is powerful, but then we cover it in prayer, and God does great things. Amen? I'm excited about what God is doing, and I think it's important that we all see and know that and that we agree in prayer. Amen? I I want to take just a few minutes in the Word tonight, and I know that scares you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard him say that before. Um. Uh, but I, I do, I want to um, go with me to Genesis chapter 49. Genesis 49 is quite an interesting chapter in the book. Um It is where Jacob calls all of his sons together, his 12 sons, and begins to bless them one by one, from the eldest to the youngest. And so, don't worry, we're not going to read through them all tonight. Um, I was serious when I said I just want to take a few minutes. Um, But I want you to notice he, he brought them together. And watch verse 3. This is him blessing his firstborn. All right. Reuben, you are my firstborn. You're my might. You're the beginning of my strength. You're the excellency of dignity and the excellency. Hold on that for just a minute. And the excellency of power. Isn't that beautiful? When you read that, you're thinking, man, Reuben's got it going on. Right? My firstborn, you're my might, you're the beginning of my strength. That's Not only does he have it going on, he's got a lot of responsibility. The excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. But if you're looking and you've paid attention through the years, and I know you have, you notice there's a colon at the end of that verse. Watch verse 4. Reuben, you're unstable as water. You shall not excel. Ouch. Sure would have been nice if we had just stopped at verse 3 there, Jacob. Reuben, you got everything going for you. You got all this stuff that's a result of being my firstborn. There's some things that pass to you because you're my firstborn. There's a problem, Reuben. You're unstable as water. And for that reason, even with all that you have, you won't excel. Roots matter. Spiritual roots matter. Amen? Now, I'm not going to talk about Reuben. I thought I was just going to jump. We're going to jump, but I feel a pause right here in the Holy Ghost. Getting rooted and grounded in the Word, in relationship with God. Storms will come. Trials will come. Tests will come. Pain will come. Get rooted. Get rooted in the Word. New Testament said, "Let your yea be yea, and your nay nay." It's not like a horse. Let your yes be yes, and your no no. What's he talking about? Be firm. Right. Be stable. Make a. Dis- Reuben, you're unstable. Therefore, you won't excel even with everything you got going for you. Now watch. Let's get on to Joseph. That's where I want to get to. So he goes through all of his sons. And uh, I want to skip down to verse 22. Now watch. Now, if you paid attention, and I'm sure you did, Joseph was the 11th of 12 sons. Is that right? Maybe, yeah because he went through all of the other ones first before he went through the ones that came from uh, Rachel. Thank you. So he's gotten through... He has blessed 10 sons in verse 3 through 21. 18 verses, he blessed three sons. Now he's going to bless Joseph. Verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bow. Even a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall. You getting this picture? He's probably got roots. He's got water. He's got a source of water. He's growing. He's grown beyond the wall. Verse 23. The archers have sorely grieved him, shot at him, and they've hated him. Life hasn't been perfect for him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong. By the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Verse 25. He's still blessing Joseph, in case you're paying attention. Even by the God of thy father who shall help you, and by the Almighty who shall bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, and blessings of the breasts and of the... He is blessing Joseph, isn't he? The blessings of your father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. That word progenitors just means my ancestors. He's still talking about Joseph. Unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph. And on the crown of the head of him, watch, that was separate From his brethren. For those of you here last week, you just caught that. We talked last week about the way of holiness. And holiness meant to be separate, to be set apart. We talked a little bit about some of the blessings that come with the way of holiness. You see all that blessing that just got pronounced on Joseph? By the way, this is right before Jacob is about to pass. So he's already, he's not prophesying here about Egypt and him being second command. That's already happened. He's already seen all that. All of this blessing, blessing that prevails above the blessing of Jacob's ancestors. He's, you know who Jacob's ancestors were, right? You ever heard of Abraham and Isaac? Yeah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob's the one that's saying this. He's saying the blessings of your father have prevailed above the blessings of my ancestors, Abraham and Isaac. Through you. They're going to be on your head. All the blessings of these generations that have prevailed. Joseph, they're coming on your head. On the one that was separate. That word separate there means the same thing, consecrated and set apart. See, God allowing Joseph's life to go the way it did down into the pit, down into Potiphar's house, down into prison before he got exalted in Egypt, all of that was part of God's plan to separate Joseph could have got offended at God and never saw the blessing come. There are things that God will allow in your life that put you at times in places where you've... Remember, we talked about this in the wilderness on sun, a couple Sundays ago. That wilderness is lonely, desolate, right? Away from others. That's what Joseph went through. But that separateness, he remained consecrated when he was separated. Which is what the word means. And it caused blessing to prevail on him. It was the plan of God that ordered it. We agree with that. We know the rest of the story. Now, watch Leviticus chapter 20. I sure hope that's the right place. It is. I just got to find the right verse here. Now, you can read Leviticus 19 and 20 when you have time. It's quite interesting. It's all the different laws and ordinances. They're really about worship. And they're all, Leviticus is really a book of holiness. Leviticus is an entire book of worship and holiness, People are even, man, I, that wears me out, all that stuff they're talking about. My goodness. I, I. But when you understand Leviticus is a book of worship and Leviticus is a book of holiness, you begin to see how important holiness is to God. All the things that he, the things he put in place, these laws and the ordinance, wasn't to create rule followers. That's what Israel did is they became rule followers. His desire was to bring them into relationship. If you'll follow these guidelines I'm giving you, these principles, these laws and ordinances, it will separate you unto myself and I can bring blessing on your life. Well, Israel missed the relationship part and just said, let's just get really good at following all the rules. That became known as Pharisees. That became a sect of Israelites that... Followed every law. That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he said, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Touching the law, I was perfect, he said. What was he saying? He said, I had learned to do everything I was supposed to do and not do anything I wasn't supposed to do. And I, I, I followed this law and that law and I got it all right. I was the good, perfect child. Wow. And then he was on the road to Damascus, and a light struck him down, and he said, "Who are you, Lord?" I got all the rules. I' got no relationship. Who are you?" Now read it in Romans six and seven. It doesn't mean the law was wrong. Paul was very clear. We would know sin if it wasn't for the law. The law is what helps us to understand what sin is. But it wasn't to get us to follow rules. It was to bring it. It was a schoolmaster, he called it. It was to bring us to Christ. All right? A schoolmaster isn't like a teacher like we think of. If you look in the, in the Hebrew and you study what a schoolmaster is, I don't mean the Hebrew language. If you study out like in uh, Israel and the schoolmaster there in Scripture, they would be one that would take a child when they were young and small and they would get them to school get them to the teacher they would go and they would learn and they would, and they, they would help them almost like a tutor and they would help them and get and they would do it until they came of age and came to a point where they no longer needed a schoolmaster and tutor any longer they were now old enough and accountable enough that now and so he said the law was a schoolmaster to get you to Christ once you got to Christ once Christ came, it did away with the law. That makes sense? That's what Paul was. So so Israelites understood that when Paul was saying the law was a schoolmaster until Christ, to get you to Christ. They knew that the schoolmaster got went out of the way once someone reached age. He was saying, hey, the law got you to Christ. Once you get to Christ, you no longer need a schoolmaster. Now, so all of these things in Leviticus are about holiness and relationship with God. Now, I thank God we're not under these laws anymore, okay? Because there's one of these in chapter 19 and 20. If you talk back to your parents, you just take you out and stone you. And so probably none of us would be standing here today or sitting. Amen? Amen? And so all the children under 25 said, Amen. Um, Oh, goodness. Um, So we're in Leviticus 20. I want to read one verse and then one other place and we're done. Uh, Verse 24. Leviticus 20 and 24. So you can read through all those different laws and ordinances But I want you to understand the principle that the Lord was establishing. But I have said unto you, remember, he's leading them to promise. He's leading them to promise. I'm really sensing a thread between that wilderness that we talked about Sunday a few weeks ago and this way of holiness. I didn't plan all this, but the Holy Ghost knows where we are. I have said unto you, the Lord speaking, you shall inherit their land. And I will give it unto you to possess it, a land that flows with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, which have separated you from other people. He did that. Notice, hold on, go back, Brother Jerry. Don't people read ahead if you go ahead. And I need them to stay with me for just a second longer. He didn't separate them from other people to say, don't have anything to do with nobody else. Be cliquish, be cultish, be. No, 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 no. He set them apart for himself. For himself. There's this characteristic about God: He's jealous. You ever read that? He is a jealous God. You know what he's jealous of? His people. He won't share them with somebody else. And so he said, I'm going to do all this for you. I'm going to take you to this promise. I'm going to give you this to possess. It's flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God. It's me that separated you from other people could he have blessed them in Egypt verse 25 you shall therefore watch what he says because he this is what you shall therefore put difference everybody say put difference you understand those two words You shall put difference between clean beasts and unclean, and between unclean fowls and clean. And you shall not make your souls abominable by beast or by fowl or by any manner of living thing that creeps on the ground. Now notice, he didn't say you shall not make your bodies abominable. If you don't put a difference between clean and unclean, Apparently, you're making your soul abominable. Is that what the word says? He was dealing with their soul. They took it to the natural and the flesh. Keep this law. Don't keep this law. He was trying to address the soul. All right? Or by any man or living thing that creepeth on the ground, which I have separated from you as unclean. He was trying to help the people of God distinguish between clean and unclean. Now, verse number 26. And you shall be holy unto me. There's that jealousy. For I, the Lord, am holy and have severed you from other people. Those are some strong words, aren't they? I have severed you from other people. Why would he sever them from other people? That you should be mine. You know what? I hear that there are people that have what's called open marriages. You ever heard such foolish stuff in all your life? Like the only thing that would be open would be the front door and don't come back.
1: But they, they do that.
0: I, 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 I can't even fathom that. I, 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 the Lord is not interested in a bride in an open relationship. I'm, I'm not trying to be graphic i it. We're his bride. He's going to come back and get his bride. And he's not interested in a bride... That has bounced around with others in the world. You understand what I mean spiritually? He's coming back for a bride that has separated herself. Without spot or blemish or wrinkle or any such thing. Now we didn't do that ourselves. He did that. That's what we read. I separated you. I severed you from other people. That you would be mine. Holiness matters to God. You and I, now the Holy Ghost has got to lead us and guide us. We have to recognize, hold on a minute, what I'm entertaining. I don't believe that pleases God. I, I If I were to ask God, Lord, is this clean or unclean? All right, that's unclean you understand I'm not some people some people want to say well can you give me a list of rules what I can and can't do so I'll know see this is why you have the holy ghost it leads and guides you you can take your phone and you can start watching a youtube video and go hold on a minute that's unclean the holy ghost says that's unclean the Holy Ghost says, I choose to respond to the Holy Ghost because I'm, because I'm better than somebody else. No, I'm separated to a jealous God. And he said I should be holy because he's holy. And so my life begins to be governed by the Holy Ghost. I walk in the way of holiness. And I'm going to tell you something. The more I let the Holy Ghost govern my life, the more and more I'm going to get disenfranchised from the world. Just further and further, I, I just can't relate. I just, I don't you understand. This is whole It's not fault-finding with the world. It's keeping ourselves separated unto God. All right. Um, last place, go to the New Testament. We'll read one of the verse, we'll be done. Want to go to Corinthians, Second Corinthians six? You can stand with me. Second Corinthians, Chapter six, verse fourteen. The Apostle Paul is talking about holiness here. Okay, holiness, and he's addressing the church. Some say, "Oh, he's talking to people in the world; so they know how to." No, no, no. This was written to the church at Corinth. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now we have we have used that verse for marriage, saying that Scripture teaches that we shouldn't be unequally yoked in marriage—a believer and a non-believer. I believe that fits, applies, but it's much, much broader than that. Uh. There can be believers in Christ, but those that don't aren't of the same spirit and it can be unequally yoked. So it's a different subject for a different time. But Paul says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And he asks this question. It's a rhetorical question that we all have to ask and answer. What fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness? If God has robed me in righteousness, why would I fellowship that which is unrighteous? I'm not talking about reaching to a lost world, you understand? What fellow, and what communion does light have with darkness? And what concord, that word concord means agreement, what concord does Christ have with Belial? Belial is Satan, Lucifer, things of the uh, demonic world. Or what part does he that believe... Have with an infidel. You see what Paul's doing? He's drawing distinctions. Clean and unclean. Clean and unclean. Separating light from darkness. Christ and Belial. He's he's drawing these contrasts and say righteousness and unrighteousness. He's talking about holiness. And so we filled with the Holy Ghost. Its purpose, one of its primary purposes is to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so the Holy Ghost helps me know how to walk in righteousness. It helps me know how to walk in holiness. It helps me know how to walk in purity. It helps me know how to walk in a manner that pleases God. And if I'm walking pleasing to God, I'm going to be walking in holiness. Amen? Now, don't forget where we started here tonight. Remember all those blessings on Joseph's head? Because he was consecrated. He was consecrated. He would have had the biggest justification out of all of his brothers for not being consecrated. You all grew up in dad's house. You all grew up in Canaan. You got to live in. I got sold into Egypt. I got sold into the pit of sin where they have so many gods. You can't count them. I lived in a man named Potiphar's house. I had all of Egypt available to me. I was in prison. I could have just cursed God. Then I was made second in command in Egypt. I could have, but he remained consecrated. Notice, that's why I pointed it out. Jacob's pronounced all that blessing after all that had happened. Don't underestimate the power of holiness. Being set apart and separated under God in your lifestyle, in your conversation, it matters. I don't want to look like, act like, talk like, walk like, sound like, be like Egypt. Amen? I like it when people look and say, there's something different about you. Amen? Amen? We're set apart. Okay, i got to finish. What agreement hath the temple of God? That's you filled with the Holy Ghost. What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. He's sort of pointing back to the Old Testament. Verse 17. Wherefore? Everybody say, wherefore? Or as a result of all this knowledge... Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. See that reference again? That's why I wanted to read Leviticus. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Verse 18. And I will be a father to you and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That's the beauty of holiness. That is the beauty of holiness. Separated. And that word that says touch not the unclean thing. The word that is used there. Some of you heard me share this before, but it bears repeating. The word that is used there is the word like an. You ever seen a house that has an ivy growing beside it and it starts attaching to the brick and growing up the house. The, the word that is used there is using that word like that, like a plant would begin to attach itself to something because it was close enough that it could then attach itself to it. When he said, touch not the unclean thing, he could literally said, don't even get close enough for there to ever be any seen connection. Some people want to go, well, how much... How close to a line can I get? Right. I drove up Pikes Peak in Colorado. Anybody ever done that? Anybody here ever drove up Pikes Peak in Colorado? Okay, I don't recommend it. (laughs) They don't have guardrails. True story. And you're going up, and you're in the outside lane most of the time, it seems like. I know it curves back and forth, but it feels like you're 99% of the time on the outside lane, even though it's got to be 50-50, I guess. My poor wife, she was in the passenger seat. And there's cars coming down. And you want half of their lane. No guardrail. You know what? I wouldn't want, let's see how close to the edge we can get. You know what? I was saying. Let's see how far from the edge we can get without hitting the car coming down. Let's make them get over. I don't want to even touch. I don't want to risk that my tire could drop off a little edge of pavement in that little one eighth of an inch of shoulder. I don't think there was a shoulder, man. I'm telling you, just you drive that road. It was and it was windy and it started raining and there was snow up on the. Oh my! Blessed Jesus, thank you for bringing me down on solid ground. But I was crazy. You understand, I'm not trying to see how close I can get to the edge. I'm trying to see how close I can get to him. In our walk with God. Church, precious people. In this hour. It's not a time to see. How little can I do, God? If I'm asking the question, you know, what's the minimum I can do and still get to heaven? There's like hundreds of things wrong with that statement, you understand? It's like me saying, baby, what's the least I can do and still be your husband? She'd be like, What? Look. I want to be set apart to God, don't you? I want to walk through my home and go, hold on a minute. Is this clean or is this unclean? What does this do in me being set apart to God? Some of you might need to go through your playlist and go, is this clean or is this unclean? What does this do with me being set apart unto God? We examine every area of our lives. That's holiness. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Would you pray with me, Lord Jesus? We desire to please you. Not lip service, Lord, but heart service. We desire to please you. We want to be set apart. You have purchased us with your own blood. You have redeemed us from sin unto yourself. I pray, Father, lead us and guide us in holiness. Let us, Father, separate from unclean things. By your indwelling spirit, Lord, reveal and show. And by your grace, we will respond. Father, I want to walk in holiness. I want to walk in purity. I can't do it in my own effort and ability, Lord. I don't want to be self-righteous. God forbid. But by your righteousness, by your grace, by the leading of your spirit, Lord, direct us, convict us, show us, and lead us in holiness, I pray. We desire
1: to please you. We desire to bless you. We desire that our lives would be a living light to a world
0: that needs you. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. I I promise you. I promise you. If you and I pray, God, show me, show me, lead me, help me to discern between clean and unclean. And, Lord, if you deal with me, I'll put away the unclean. Just show me, God, lead me. And I think we're probably going to keep going through the word in case you think you're like, oh, when are we done with this subject? When the Holy Ghost says we're done. He's one. You know what all this tells me? I think the Lord's wanting to put blessing on our head in this last hour that we're living in. But flesh can't glory in his presence. And so for what he's going to do in this last hour, the way he's going to use you and I, the church, and the way he's going to work in the earth, he's going to do it through a people that are holy and set apart unto him. Amen? Praise God. God bless you. Don't forget Sunday, we will not be here. For those of you that love your sleep, that stay up too late, you get some of your sleep. Sunday, 11 o'clock, Union Gap, 3505 Main Street. All right, 11 o'clock. Get there early, find a place of prayer, worship, and God will do great things. Amen? God bless you. Greet someone tonight in Jesus' name.